you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is a daily podcast covering the World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio, Chavez Green Fiends, and I'll be rolling solo today. Shout out to Jeff for holding it down yesterday. We actually would have had a lot to talk about, but... I don't think there was too many opinion based, so uh, it, it worked out. Today, there is no news to talk about, so I'm going to get expand on Jeff's uh, roster proposal that he did a little bit yesterday and kind of talk about the guys that are on the fringes and maybe guys that you know, aren't locks, but what purposes they serve and how I think it's going to play out. But before that, a quick reminder to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. When you get in your car or if you're at home, tell your smart device to play podcasts Locked On Dodgers. All right, before we hop into roster stuff, uh, I'm not sure if A.J. Preller, the GM of the Padres or baseball operations president, whatever he is, uh, listens to Locked On Dodgers. But he did pick up two of the names I mentioned in my previous episode about bullpen arms i'd like the dodgers to consider and throw a flyer at uh so they picked up uh keone kayla and mark melanson who melanson was a little bit lower but kayla was a guy would have liked for the dodgers uh but you know after seeing just breakdown and kind of looking at the roster maybe the dodgers generally have room for these guys especially if some of these guys like jimmy nelson and brandon morrow kind of emerge uh, but you know good good options for the Padres to have and you know they continue to build out a roster that will contend for second place and second best team probably in baseball not just the National League so it'll be a, a fun 19 games with them this year all right so going off Jeff's predictions of yesterday I agree with most of what he had on there in terms of some of the locks I think that the main one, I, I don't know if it's a lock, and it's just going to depend on how the Dodgers format the roster and how many pitchers they take. Uh, but I think the, the main one on the fringe of, of his locks is Matt Beatty. I think that, although you know we love Matt Beatty, and Matt Beatty was clutch and, and big in 2019, didn't get to really showcase too much in 2020. And you would think that being on the roster 2020 for most of the time and in the postseason that he'd be kind of set on being on the roster in 2021. But if the Dodgers, with the 26 players, if they do decide to go 14 pitchers and 12 position players, which is possible if there's no DH, uh, I think he might get squeezed off because the Dodgers will need a guy that can play infield and shortstop. Um You know, unless Chris Taylor kind of slots more into the Kike role being the backup shortstop and then they have other guys on the bench. But I think between Rios and Beatty without having Kike and Taylor, I think you lose a little bit of versatility that maybe the Dodgers would like. You're not entirely sure what you're going to get from Gavin Lux yet. So maybe Chris Taylor might have to play more second and then you don't really have a backup shortstop, even though it might only be one day a week. 
I think that they're going to want a guy there. And I think that's where McKinstry and Newsy kind of step up and maybe don't become more of a lock than Beatty. But, you know, depending on how the Dodgers go about the roster, I think it's more of a realization on, on my end that it they might go that way. The fact that Beatty can play left field is a good thing because, you know, kind of need, you don't necessarily need a direct replacement for Jock. Uh, but if Pollock struggles or if Pollock, you know, can't handle it, they would like somebody that can hit out there and maybe Pollock goes to more platoon against lefties and they need someone against right-handed bats. So it's very possible. But I think Matt Beatty's the one on the fringe. And it's one of those things where, you know, just based on, on all the others that they that they have kind of waiting, McKinstry, Newsy, and then guys coming up in the next couple of years with Michael Bush and Cody Hosey, who are, are infielders, uh, you know, it's, it might be a point of maybe the Dodgers are hoping for the DH so they can fill more roles or a matter of, you know, Matt Beatty could find himself on another roster. You know, I'm not sure the Dodgers really, ha- they don't really have a reason to trade him. They don't really have a need to kind of fill back if they do trade him. I'm not sure exactly what his value would bring, but it's very possible if at the end of spring training they figure they're going to go with 14 pitchers and 12 position players or, you know, let's just say Lux didn't have the best spring and they're not entirely sure they can count on him. Uh, it could be one where Matt Beatty kind of gets moved in order just for roster crunch purposes. You know, maybe they'd get back a prospect or a reliever with options or something of that nature. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's very much a possibility just based on the others around him and how much versatility the Dodgers want. That leads me into a discussion about McKinstry and Newsy, but I'll get into that right after this. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. We've talked about it a lot. You guys should know the deal by now. But if you don't, let me just break it down for you again. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars. They are covered in chocolate. They have a bunch of different flavors. They're always coming out with new flavors. And they pretty much fit any type of lifestyle you're trying to live, you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to put on muscle, if you're trying, if you're on the keto diet, if you're on other diets, uh, there's just a lot of benefits to Built Bar. And they taste great. I mean, I, I can't, uh, I had someone ask me about Built Bar the other day, someone that listens to the show, and they said, "Is the, are they chalky or, you know, powdery or anything like that? And I can 100% assure you they're not. They're super chewy and super good. And you should go get some. And right now, use the promo code locked on at builtbar.com. You get 20% off. That's builtbar.com, promo code locked on for 20% off. Need to fix something on your car or have some extra time uh, in these pandemic times that maybe you want to YouTube something and, and fix something on your car, or add something to your car or whatever. Well, if you need pieces or parts, you can go to rockauto.com and get those pieces and parts for low prices and easy delivered right to your door. If you go into chain stores, you got to deal with people and you got to deal with confusing stores front sometimes, or you have to deal with different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Not at rockauto.com. All the prices are the same for everyone, reliably low, and they always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines. They don't do all that. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to RockAuto.com and they ask, how did you hear about us? Make sure to put locked on and let them know we sent you. 
amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, and if you're a Dodger fan, that's probably you, we have the podcast for you, Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aaron Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. From team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game, Locked On MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's get into Zach McKinstry and Sheldon Newsy talk. Both guys are similar in the fact that they play, can play around the infield and can touch, also play in the outfield. McKinstry is from the left side, Newsy is from the right side. And like I mentioned with the Beatty part is that it's going to depend on, well, you know, spring. Spring could be a, an indication uh, if of someone making the, the opening day roster, but also how the Dodgers construct the roster. If they go 14 pitchers or if they go 13 pitchers and 13 position players, uh, then obviously if that happens, one of these two guys will have a better chance of making the roster. Now, you know, just looking at handedness and balancing a lineup, Newsy would seem to be the guy because he hits right-handed and McKinstry hits left-handed. And the way it's kind of set up, uh, either Austin Barnes or Will Smith would be a right-handed bat off the bench, depending who's starting. Uh, but then beyond that, you know, it depends on Chris Taylor and Gavin Lux, who's starting. Uh, one of them would, would be uh, one a righty or one a lefty. And then Edwin Rios who I think will be a lock. He'll be a lefty off off the bench. So it's just going to depend on how the Dodgers play it. But, you know, McKinstry's been a guy that kind of came up last year for a little bit and had become a, a name to know based on that versatility and based on what he did in the spring and uh, and, and some of those, those those games before the season started. Now he's a guy that, you know, definitely can, can step up and, and maybe fill that Kike role to a certain extent. He's definitely more comfortable at shortstop than Newsy is have based on the fact that he played 29 games there in 2019 uh, whereas Newsy only played shortstop in nine games in 2019 and only played in one a few games in 2018 so not as experienced there as as he could have been uh, but you know he's played there before and who knows what what he's going to come in to spring training looking like he doesn't necessarily look like a shortstop if you just kind of look at pictures of him uh, but he's played there before, so who knows? He's definitely a lot different than the Dodgers shortstop. Uh, Corey Seager is very tall, and Newsy's only six foot, so that's kind of a, a, a dynamic. Well, so is McKinstry, but McKinstry has a little bit thinner build, so he looks more natural at shortstop. But either way, uh, those those two guys are probably going to be competing most of the time. You know, might might depend on how the, how good the spring is. Uh, it's also going to depend, you know, if Gavin Lux is going to be one of those everyday guys and Chris Taylor is the kind of guy that moves around and fills in, then the Dodgers probably don't need that right-handed bat coming off the bench as much. So maybe McKinstry can make it would just be based on fam- familiarity and, like I said, more more liable to play shortstop. With Kiki Hernandez gone, there's no – the go-to sh- backup shortstop becomes Chris Taylor. But then after that, you know, they, they don't have anyone else that can play shortstop. So McKinstry or Newsy could have – forced away on the roster just based on that so that's something to look to look forward to and and you know very possible that those guys get a a long look and could be on the opening day roster beyond that on just the 40-man roster you know dj peters is there but uh jeff and i have talked about dj peters before and i just don't think he's a guy that 
I think he's a guy that the only way he's going to come up and, and make an impact with the Dodgers is through injury. And we've talked about it before. If somebody gets hurt and he came up, you definitely see him, you know, pounding 10, 15, 20 home runs, depending on how many at-bats he got and, and kind of filling in there. Let's say, let's just say A.J. Pollock gets hurt. The Dodgers want to keep Chris Taylor in a versatility role. You know, D.J. Peters is a perfect guy like that to kind of come up and could could take over and, and have some success early on like we've seen with Evan Rios. Uh, you know, for in the long run, I, I still don't know if he's that guy to kind of be an everyday player, at least for the Dodgers. He's definitely a guy that's a candidate to get traded and go be an everyday player on a team that's maybe rebuilding or up and coming and, you know, probably can hit 25, 30 home runs in a full season. But I don't think he's a guy there, and I, I'm not sure. I don't really think he's a consideration for opening day roster. The other two on the 40-man roster that are – or one's more interesting than the others, but Zach Rex, who friend of the show, and Luke Rayleigh, both of those guys hit left-handed and can play outfield, which you know could play or could run back on a Jock Peterson role. And you know, Jock, the Dodgers had obviously had Jock Peterson and Kike Hernandez on the roster last year, uh, and theoretically, you know, McKinstry Newsy could play that role. Or the fact that Lux is on there kind of eliminates the Kike role, but maybe they still want a Jock Peterson role and want a guy that's more familiar with the outfield. Matt Beatty can play outfield, uh, but he's definitely more comfortable in the infield. So these guys are, are more comfortable in the outfield and from the left side. Now, Luke Rayleigh was a guy that was with the Dodgers. They got him back last year. He's not necessarily a top prospect. He's already a little bit older, age 26. Um, you know, not that that matters for the Dodgers. They've seen guys come up at various ages and kind of succeed. Uh, but he seems more of a, of a minor league depth guy, a 4A guy who, uh, you know, maybe in the a Kyle Garlic form where injuries and other things that happen could get him some time in the major leagues. And he could have some success and have some good moments. But I definitely think Rex is the bigger prospect in that sense, which is funny because Rex is a year older than Rayleigh or, yeah, a few months older than Rayleigh. Now, he's already 27, but he's more of a late bloomer type. He we, we talked about his story when he came on the podcast and, you know, he wasn't even playing college baseball when he got discovered and started playing college baseball. And he's been a late bloomer and, you know, he went from playing in 2018, uh, 88 games and having five home runs to 2019 exploding and, and hitting 28 home runs over the course of 121 games between two parts of the minor. So he's definitely a guy with more upside and more power and a guy that can you know really fill a role for this Dodger team like I said in a Jock Peterson type role and you know provide the extra outfield if Mookie Betts needs a day off if uh, Cody needs a day off or if you know Pollock is struggling or needs a day off he's a guy that can come in and fill that role and it's going to be interesting to see how he does in the you know, spring training especially knowing that the spring training games might be a little bit different they might play some shorter games depending you know teams can agree to play shorter games in in the in the spring training so it's going to be a little bit weird i don't know if the dodgers will necessarily want to do that since they want to get some looks at some guys but it's very possible so uh when it comes to rex and Mc and luke rayleigh i definitely think rex has more of a chance of being on the opening day roster than luke rayleigh i don't think rex has a great chance to be on the opening day roster but if the Dodgers do go with 13 position players, and let's just say Matt Beatty gets squeezed out a little bit because of the versatility thing I talked about in the first episode, where or in the first half of the show, where he's not necessarily 
slate, uh, you know, slated to be an outfielder. He's more of a corner guy, and maybe they want someone with a little bit more outfield prowess. Uh, then that Zach Rex could definitely get a look and and be one of those guys that that gets on the opening day roster. But um, if not, you know, the other guys Jeff had mentioned are Garrett Clevenger, Scott Alexander, Alex Vesia, Jimmy Nelson, Brandon Morrow. Now those are all probably going to more depend on if the Dodgers take fourteen pitchers or not. I don't really see any of these pitchers on Jeff's locks to start in the minors other than maybe may gonsolin one of them could start in the minors i personally don't see it uh, it'd be hard for them to kind of be you know with the team pretty much all of last year all through the postseason and then come back and start in the minor leagues you would understand why if they wanted guys to get more starts and maybe gonsolin or may don't don't end up being starters and uh, are gonna be more of a bullpen role maybe they want to start bulking up some innings you would think dustin may would be more of a candidate for that which is weird because he has the better uh overall stuff but dustin may is still a guy that they're working on you know for the future just because he's younger maybe they want him to build up his innings and prepare more for 2022 and then more of a reliever role once he gets to the postseason in 2021 which is definitely what I think is possible just based on how young he is. Tony Gonson's already at the point where he's a little bit older. He kind of needs to define himself a little bit more. Uh, very, very comparable to Ross Stripling, who was with the Dodgers for a while. You know, I, I was a starter and was an all-star, then was a reliever, was a swingman, different different things of that nature, you know, and ended up getting, was going to get traded last year to the Angels in order to, the Dodgers kind of being nice and and wanting him to have a, an everyday starting or a rotation, a starting rotation spot didn't work out. He and then he ended up getting traded to the to the Blue Jays, where he he had a rotation spot and probably will still have a rotation spot this year. That's kind of where I see Gonsolin now, where he's more liable to be a guy who they don't necessarily feel they need to get you know eat up innings. His arms are a little bit older. He has a little bit different you know lower ceiling higher floor you know what he's going to give you for the most part where may can can still benefit from being in the minors working on that third pitch to kind of get him working on his control a little bit uh working on getting a little bit deeper into games and something that he could be in the minor leagues and if that happens uh you know of the guys listed i think scott alexander might get first crack at being on the opening day roster just based on the fact that he throws left-handed the Dodgers only have Victor Gonzalez unless Julio is relegated to the bullpen so not that they necessarily need another left-handed option especially with the three batter minimum rule you don't want a guy who's uh, too good against lefties and not that good against righties Scott Alexander had a kind of a, a weird year last year he was not that bad but ended up getting sent down and kind of stayed down there um, so I can see him just based on that. If he has a decent spring, he could find himself on the opening day roster with Clevenger and Vesia. It's just going to depend on the Dodgers coaching, how they get to him and how they feel if they're ready or not. They both have had not too much success in the majors, but had success in the minors. And it's just going to depend on the Dodgers getting a hold of them and, and kind of trying to fix them or whatever they think about doing and getting them on their side. So I don't see them right now as... Uh, the next step for being on the opening day roster, but it's very possible. And finally, we've got Jimmy Nelson and Brandon Morrow, who I definitely think, if they stay healthy, will be on 
the roster at some point this season. I'm not sure if the beginning of the season is that part of the season. Jimmy Nelson hasn't pitched in a few years and, you know, might still need some time to adjust and get ready and could benefit from starting in AAA and finding his feet and and getting his feet under him uh, and being ready to come in whenever they need if he stays healthy. Brandon Morrow is a guy who hasn't been healthy the last few years. We know he has elite stuff. He came in on a minor league deal before with the Dodgers in 2017. I ended up forcing his way into the roster and ended up being a big part of that what would have been a championship team. And while you can't just say, oh, yeah, Morrow, you know, he slot him into a position. If he's healthy and he in his arm, the fact that he hasn't thrown too much the last few couple years is means his arm is a little more fresh maybe than it was after that 2017 season when he pitched in, in dang near every playoff game. So if he's a guy that can come in and, and fill a role and be, you know, back to throwing 97 and getting out, then he's definitely going to force his way on the roster later in the year. I don't think he'll be there on opening day. I'm not sure if he has a, a clause or an opt-out or, or any dates on his like he did the last time. But if he does, it's definitely going to be ramping up toward that in order to be ready to force his way on the roster at that time. So, yeah, in a, in a long-winded way of saying, I think that Matt Beatty is the biggest one on the bubble of the locks Jeff had. And I think that Dustin May could get some minor league time depending on how the Dodgers manage this pitching staff. If they're going to go six-man roster and then they decide to throw May in that and use Gonson as a reliever, then obviously none of the relievers I mentioned will, will get called up. But if they go with 14 pitchers and 12 position players, and one of those guys could get mentioned. But I think Matt Bay's on the bubble. Look out for McKinstry and Zach Rex. And then pitching-wise, uh, just look out for Morrow and Jimmy Nelson and see how they progress through the spring goes. But I'm excited. Spring training is starting this week. Pitchers and catchers report. We get full, full squad workouts next week. Baseball is basically here and i'm excited this roster is stacked and you know i can't i can't get more excited coming off a championship you know basically being a, a favorite again to to compete for the championship and getting better and and adding more pieces uh, i'm just so excited for dodger baseball to be back and i know you guys are too so That'll do it for today's episode. Make sure to subscribe to Locked on Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, baseball is here. Season is here. It's time to get back to listening every single day if you aren't, weren't already doing so. It's time to tell your friends and family that are getting excited about baseball and the Dodgers being back. Tell them about our podcast. Post about us on social media. Get excited. Get hyped. Everything you can think of that's positive, put it on Locked on Dodgers. If you want to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Samperio. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail or send us a text, you can do so at 323-863-5625. Or you can always send us an email at LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car or if you're at home, tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. D. I say D-O. D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles. Your Los Angeles. Our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.